On this week's episode of the podcast, the Deadball Brothers are here for your holiday season, and Drew brings us a story about the World Cup. It's about corruption. It's about a David and Goliath story. Yeah, uh, big time David and Goliath story. Big time David and Goliath story that really has nothing to do with Christmas or any other holiday at all. Not at all. We're here for a classic bait and switch. Buckle up. This is Deadball Brothers. Welcome to Deadball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy dose of stupidity. And this week, also healthy doses of upstate New York beer and eggnog, because it's Christmas time, baby, and we are back at the Snavely Ancestral Home. Shouts to you, Honey Brown and Purity Eggnog. Ooh, shouts out Ithaca, shouts out to Rochester, shouts out to all of Western New York in general. We back. We are back, and we are better than ever. And some might say... Some might say. Should we introduce ourselves? Sure. I'm everybody's least favorite athletic writer, Adam Whitaker Snavely, joined as always by my real-life brother. Drew Snavely, and I am just disappointed Mm -hmm. in everything Manchester United. Not mad. This entire season. Just disappointed. Just disappointed. Like, the the daddest of all dads, (laughs) really. I like like that you, you... Use dadists like a you are a dad because um, dadaists and dadaism was like an art like movement. In, oh, really? In Europe, yeah, that the was a heck? thing. How do you know that? That's crazy. Uh, because I, uh, you know things. That's just your thing. You just know things. I, a lot of culture, a yeah, lot of yeah, literature. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not I, surprised. Honestly, I drink and I know things. <laughs> and that's better than most people. So. Oh, um, thanks. Here we are. Thanks, bro. Yeah, dude. That's so sweet of you. Holiday spirit got me in the feels, I got, guess. Got, got me in that mood. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, love it. It's nice to be home for the holidays. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's cool to be around everyone. There's snow. Uh, I haven't seen snow yet this year, so that was... Yeah, nice. this is our first time with snow. Cool. It's been, like, kind of cold in Virginia, but not cold enough for snow. Yeah. I think I, I think I saw, like, one kind of flurry, and it wasn't sticking. Yeah, was, I saw, like, like two snow... Outside. Uh, flakes. Yeah. That's what they're called. Snowflakes. <laughs> yeah, flakes. I've lived in Virginia so long, I forgot what snowflakes were called. But I it got was it. fun. I'm we went here. sledding the other night at 11 p.m. Yeah, in the pitch black. I darkness. completely ate it. Over. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. I I've jumped. Seen. I ju- I tried to slide down on my knees on the sled, and I my knees hit the sled, and then my entire body just kept going forward. And Honestly, the sled went backwards. Yeah, it's pretty similar to uh, when a soccer player celebrates and does a knee slide, mm-hmm. but has too much weight forward, too much momentum, and yeah. they just face plant. That's what kind I did. of scorpion. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what, I did. what happened. So, it looks sick. Yeah, it didn't. It looked hilarious, and we were all <laughs> laughing at you, not that's, with you. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. With my family, <laughs> gotta love them. Oh man! Uh, but yes, Drew is disappointed in Manchester United. I am disappointed in Borussia Dortmund. Uh, so we are all disappointed together in the holidays, uh, and that's uh, that's okay. The Bills made the playoffs. The Bills did make, the and playoffs. that's the only thing that matters. Even though they lost to the Patriots. Even though they lost to the Patriots, <sighs> we're we're one touchdown away from being elite, is what you keep we on are, saying. We are one touchdown away. <laughs> we lost to the Patriots by six points, by seven points. We lost to the Ravens by seven points. We are one touchdown away from being a great team. Right now, we're just a good team. If Josh Allen was just a little bit better, it's all right. It's all right. Or it's our offensive line. This that's isn't fine. a football. This isn't podcast. a football podcast unless you're talking about. The soccer football, because then it is a football yes, podcast. You're so right. And Drew 
You have a story for us today. I have a soccer story. You you kind of you hit me with a bunch of words this time. Like, oh, there's some corruption. Uh, it's a it's got some World Cup teams. It's a David and Goliath story. And I was like, man, these are a lot of buzzwords. There's yeah, there's yeah, kind of a lot going on in this story. And uh, I mean, if there is one underlying theme to the story, it probably is corruption. Okay. Uh, but I didn't want to just be like, oh, another corruption story because it's so much more than just corruption. Just it's, that. Yeah, improbable triumph. That makes or, sense. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So I think I think that we are uh, subverting expectations somewhat by doing a, a an episode that will release uh, on Christmas Eve that isn't about like the World War One soccer games when they uh, on Christmas Day when like the the English and German soldiers stopped fighting and, and played soccer, or at least allegedly, yeah, it's, like, yeah, mythologized. Yeah, maybe we can get that next Christmas or something. Yeah. Yeah. In one Christmas from now. One Christmas from now. We'll still be doing this. You'll get that. We'll You'll get, get that story. Yeah, so for this story I wrote down this is a story of David beating Goliath, but Heck yeah. Goliath came back from the dead because he's a cheater. Oh god. Basically. That okay. Am I gonna <laughs> am I gonna get angry? Am I gonna be mad listening? You're gonna to be this? mad and Dang it. Okay. there are some listeners that are probably gonna be mad All too, but right. Uh, I'm going to try to do the, the David team as much justice as I can because they were the bomb back then. True. So after being a FIFA member for 18 years, the Algerian men's national team qualified for their first ever World Cup Ooh, okay. in 1982. Okay, Algeria. The year of our Lord. Can I just say one thing very, very quickly? Yeah, go for it. Algeria has great colors and a great flag. Hey, there you go. I always like their I always like their World Cup jerseys just because I think that their colors are cool. And Riyad Mahrez has great hair, so I mean, he really does lots of great things. It, it is it is hair that is constantly in in the exact right place. It really is. Yeah, it's perfect. So, anyways, uh, they would soon go on to announce their arrival to the international soccer stage in a fearless manner. But as with many other soccer stories. The Algerians' 1982 World Cup experience, unfortunately, came with its fair share of controversy. Yeah. In the build-up to the World Cup, the Algerian men's national team had become a formidable force in Africa. Mm -hmm. In 1980, Algeria placed second in only their second ever Africa Cup of Nations. That's really good. Which is really good. They're, those things are so hard to win. They really are. And in, in 1982, the next one... Uh, only a couple months before the 1982 World Cup, uh, they finished fourth. And both times they lost, it was to the eventual champion of AFCON. Always feels kind of good, but not quite good enough to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a moral victory if you're one of those people, like glasses half full. Yeah, which we have to be as Bills fans. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Slash Manchester United fans. Yeah. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. <laughs> all, right, all, all, right. Right, all right. All right. All right. All right. So also in the, uh, in the build up to the World Cup, they had some friendlies, which is a thing that World Cup teams do. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, they played Republic of Ireland, Real Madrid, and Benfica. Wait, they played Real Madrid. Yeah, I'm guessing okay. it, like probably they probably didn't have their stars. Right. That's a, it's were, kind of just a weird one. Yeah. You typically don't see a national club. teams playing club yeah. teams in modern yeah modern soccer which is this is still pretty fairly modern soccer. yeah yeah i guess it's now 
I guess 1980 was now like 40 years ago. That's wild to think about. Yeah. So not quite modern soccer, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they also played Benfica, so another club team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they won all of those games. Dang. Which, at that point, people would be like, maybe we should take notice to. Yeah. Maybe we to should. To this Algerian side. Even sleep. though they've, they've never made a World Cup before. Maybe and, we should. And at that point, that's still. Because when did. um. When did Cameroon have their like breakout World Cup? Because that was in the nineties. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, where Cameroon made it to like a, a quarterfinal or a semifinal, and that was the the best finish an African team had ever had at the World Cup um, up to that point. So that was like a that was a watershed moment for African teams. But there was a, a long period of time where. African teams just were not doing too hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, 1982 was pretty... It, it wasn't that long ago, and this is Algeria's first ever World Cup that they've been to. Right. But it also goes back to, like, colonialism. It was, and, uh, it was 1990. Like, teams didn't have, uh, like, con- countries who owned the yeah. countries in Africa didn't allow them to have yeah, soccer the, teams. Uh, the, uh, uh, imperialism was a, um, the reason that soccer spread so far, which is good, but also mostly bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Algeria didn't get independence from France until 1962. So this is only 20 yeah. years ago, Gosh, that was which a is long time. like, yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. anyways, moving forward with the story, this Algerian side was full of players that could break down an opponent with their technical ability um, or just punch them in the mouth with a quick counterattack. Hey, so, I mean, there are multiple ways works. that they, could, they yeah. could punish you. The chemistry was also a big plus for this side because actually at the time there was a law in Algeria that forced players to stay in the country until the age of 28. Oh, gosh. So all these players were... Basically based out of Algeria, yeah. and they just played together their entire lives. 28? 28, yeah. That, was that just athletes, or was that just, or was that anybody? And I didn't dig too much into that. Maybe I should have, but it made it seem like it was everybody. They just wanted to keep people in the country. I mean, young country, still figuring things out. They want people to stay. I don't and, uh, know. You, you have to stay here. You have to stay here. Ooh, okay. So, I mean, they worked extremely well together. and uh, Right. Yeah, and that, they're familiar with each other. That's a huge advantage going into a World Cup where Certainly. you have teams from like England and Germany and Spain where everybody's playing on different club teams. It is often said that international soccer isn't as high quality as club soccer. Yeah. Specifically because the teams are so scattered. Exactly. And some of the best national teams of the past several World Cup cycles have been national teams that had lots of players playing for one club team. Yeah. Like you had the Spain team of the the late aughts, early 2010s. Yeah. Was like heavily influenced by a strong Barcelona contingent. Yeah. Um, the Germany team that won in 2014 had several Bayern Munich players playing for them. So... Yeah, that's a that's a lot of yeah consistency there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, this was a good team. People just didn't know about it because they're from Africa, right? And people just didn't take African teams seriously. No, 
back then. And I mean, still today, you, you see it sometimes. Yes. Uh, yeah. You, I mean, you, you get the standard. <laughs> they, they start talking about Africa teams and it's like, oh, they're, the they're, pace. they've got pace. They've yeah. got power. They're so strong. This is lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Lazy ass people. So. Stupid analysts. All right. <laughs> there were some comments from group mates of Algeria and it made it clear that some of them didn't take them seriously either. That does not surprise me whatsoever. Algeria was drawn in a group with West Germany, who are Oof. the reigning European yeah. champions, yep. which is rough. Uh-huh. Austria, who at that time was... Or also very good. Also very good. Yeah. And Chile, who... Chile? Has historically just been good, yeah. always. Uh, like a very, like, kind of... Not like middle of the road, per se, but like a, a good, like, benchmark team. Yeah, exactly. So, West Germany specifically were the ones who made the most comments and um, the Algerian side took offense to them because... Well, well absolutely shocking. That, I'm about to uh, read some things. Absolutely that they shocking said. that they would, they would discount that. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> please do read some things that they said. <laughs> West German midfielder and defender Paul Breitner stated in an interview before their match with Algeria... We will dedicate our seventh goal to our wives and the eighth goal to our dogs. So, I mean, here's... Oh, yeah, if he loves the dogs, if he loves our wives. <laughs> we will score eight goals on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the disrespect is, is unreal. Their manager, Jupp Derwall, claimed that if Germany lost, he would jump on the first train back to Munich. <laughs> wow, I'm bold. What, how, do you, how do you spell his first name? Jupp. Yup. Yup. Oh, yeah, yep. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J-U-P-P. Yeah. Yup. Jürgen. Yep. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, don't... Yeah. When, when, it, when it's a J at the beginning, they don't... It's, a, it's like a Y. Makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we corrected this in pod. Boom. Yeah. Ah, Bundesliga fan thank, here, thank and I so know much. some things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The West Germans were so confident they would win, they didn't even watch tape of the Algerian side plane. <laughs> There's no preparation whatsoever. I love, see, I love, I love this. I love stories like this because like, it, it just doesn't happen at all anymore. No. That you get like zero preparation like this. No. It, like people in the eighties and like before that, but specifically you had like, a, I feel like you had a bunch of teams in the eighties, even the nineties that were just like, super arrogant and it made for really really fun stories <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean this is another one like yep, that and this is that yep derwall the manager had a had tapes of of the algerian team playing that he could watch and he could give to his players and say this is what we're gonna do like this is the tactic to break these guys right. down and to beat them instead he didn't even bother showing it to the players. And he did not do that. Because he was scared that he'd be laughed at. Like, why are you taking these guys so seriously? So he just nixed it altogether. Ooh, he, that he sounds said, like uh, he doesn't have the respect of the locker room, if you ask yeah, me. <laughs> probably not. I don't know. <laughs> Naturally, as I said earlier, Algeria wasn't happy with this, with these comments. Uh, yeah. Oh, classic. Bulletin board material. Yeah. Yeah, and the Germans clearly thought Algeria was beneath them and didn't deserve to share the pitch with them on the biggest stage in the world. Mm-hmm. But in their first ever World Cup match, Algeria would show Germany that they belong.
Now's the time where we like to take a little load off. Put on some Frank Sinatra in the background or some such. Pour yourself a Manhattan. Yeah. You deserve it. Maybe mix a little drink up for yourself and listen to these sweet, sweet housekeeping notes that we have for you. And let all your worries fade into oblivion. Let your cares wash off you. <laughs> and listen to the sweet resonance of our vocal fry. As I read a review, because we got a new review. Yeah. We love What's reviews. Up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? This review is from Burgermeister Meisterburger, which is fitting considering we're talking about Germany. The Germans. Um, actually, he DM'd me on Twitter. His real name is Scott. Oh, so, so Scott. Thanks, Scott. Uh, gave us a review, five stars, the title of which is Skull Emoji, Soccer Emoji. And then it looks like. The father and son emoji. <laughs> okay, but I think, but I think it was supposed. I think he's looking for a brother emoji. Uh, it's just, but it's definitely the the dad and then a child <laughs> beneath him. You're my father. Uh, and then equals thumbs up emoji. Nice, nice. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Upon hearing the show's theme music, I find myself strangely excited as to what the episode will bring. The catchy instrumentals may make you want to either break dance or belly dance. It is that juxtaposition of educational or stupid that I am drawn to. I enjoy the random soccer-centric updates and conversations. The soccer takes, both good and bad, which, first of all, we have no bad soccer takes on Zero this podcast. Bad takes. We have good takes and good takes only. <laughs> and most of all, the stories. The storytelling is, dare I say, Fireside Chat-esque Duo Stulti Forever. Wow. That's a great review. Thank you so much. Even though you said some of our takes are bad. It's okay. I mean, Water under the bridge. We realize that we take... We have a lot of bad takes. There are, there are bad takes. There, there are certainly bad takes. I know a review is going to be really good when the majority of it is about our theme music. Uh, well, hey, in, that, in fairness, our theme music is great. It slaps so hard, <laughs> and I'm just glad that everybody appreciates it as much as we do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if our content was terrible, but the theme music was good, I'd still be okay with that. Which is probably why they comment on the theme music. That's probably why they the comment, because the, because the content is just that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, that's, a, that's a good thing that we should tell ourselves. That yeah, we should yeah, yeah. Uh, build our, our podcast personas. Oh, around. yeah, definitely. We're trash people, and uh, our podcast sucks. Very fragile. But great, great music. Great music. <laughs> and that's what really matters. <laughs> it's a busy season for FPL. It is a busy season for FPL. We had games this past weekend, mm-hmm. and we have games the day after Christmas. Uh, Drew Boxing Captain, Day. Drew Captain Hyunmin Hyun Sun. You got it. You and got it. Uh, that was a mistake. Yes, because for those of you who do not pay attention to Premier League, uh, Sun got a red card. Mm-hmm. Which gave him a total of negative one for the match. And when you captain somebody... <laughs> It doubles their points, so... He got a big old negative two. If you captained him, which I did. And uh, I am paying those debts off. Yes. I don't even know. As we all are. As As we we all are. We're all paying our debts (laughs) in some way or another. Still sitting in fifth place, though. Drew Drew is still sitting strong. I've moved up to 24th place. Very nice. I'm still moving. I'm just working your way past those inactive teams. I'm grinding. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 it is safe to say that I am passing active teams at this point. Okay. Thank you very much. Maybe. Maybe. Barca Blue Jays still up at the top. I checked it. I checked it this morning. Joey's still sitting Joey, up there. Joey's still, still doing well. Still, still strong. Uh, the top of the top of the league now has now has broken a thousand. Um, 
whereas I'm in the 900s. The bottom of the leagues are in the 7s and 8s. It always feels so good getting to that fourth digit. Yeah, the, just, the thousand mark is a good feeling. Yeah, certainly. it is really nice. Uh, but yeah, make sure that you're setting your lineups. There is games the day after Christmas, like Drew said, Boxing Day, which you are probably very familiar with if you are from the UK or Canada, or like me, you always just saw the 26th marked as Boxing Day and thought, huh, I wonder if people fight during that day. <laughs> that is what I thought as a child. There actually are also games that are being played on New Year's Day. Yes. And the day after New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. So there's another week in there. So just stay really active on there if you're in the WTFPL League because the ultimate prize at the end of the season is that $25 gift card. To Away Days Football where you can get a mystery kit basically on us. We are just paying for all of it. There might be some shipping and handling, but you are paying for a – if you are paying shipping and handling, it is $5 for basically a real replica kit of a lower league English team or possibly lesser known teams in Spain, in France. I've seen stuff from Scotland. Um, They do a bunch of really cool stuff. I have two away days football kits myself. One of them is a Real Sociedad. Uh, I believe it's a a secondary kit. Um, And then I also have a Nottingham Forest secondary kit. Yeah. uh, Both of which I really like. Yeah, I think they're super cool. cool. Yeah. Um, And I only pay $25 for both of those. It's a really cool company. They have other options and some other merch. Go check them out. But the winner of our league is going to be receiving that. So if you want that, if you want to get in on that, you can. If you haven't been playing FPL this whole time, probably don't because you, you have no chance at this point. But if you're playing FPL elsewhere and you just want to get in on our league, you can. Uh, I mean, easily. The code is seventy three NAPQ. I remember now. Wow, that is really good. Because I had to, I had to tell somebody the other. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes <laughs> so sense. So I like went and looked it up and yeah, dug it back up. That definitely it. makes sense. It's not. It's never too late to join. It's never you could too late. you could be with us for the journey. Yeah, and kind of make it a challenge to not finish last. Absolutely, if you're starting from scratch. Right I think now. that's very attainable. Uh, yeah, definitely because we have like a cousin. Our cousin Micah got eight points this week. Yeah, because you can catch up. He hasn't done anything nope, to his squad. Nothing at all. No, nothing at all. Anyways. So, bes- so besides that, we have we also have our merch, our Teespring store, uh, which is teespring.com slash stores slash shop with hyphens between it. You can find links in our descriptions or on our social media sites. As always, we appreciate any ratings, reviews, follows on our social media. As always, it's at deadballpod everywhere. If you want to email us, it's at it's deadballpod at gmail.com. And I believe that is all for the housekeeping section. Drew, you want to give us some of this sweet, sweet David and Goliath juice to close it out? I hated that, but I guess I can give you the sweet juice. Yes, give me the juice. Oh my gosh. Welcome back from our sweet, sweet music. And Drew, you promised to give me the juice. I have the juice. And now I want it. And I hate myself. For going along with this. But here we are. And I want to finish the story. Tell us more about Algeria versus West Germany, my friend. Yeah. So I, I didn't mention this before, but this World Cup is hosted by Spain. So. Okay. In Europe. Yeah. Um, Although Algeria being in Northern Africa, not that far, far from Algeria at all. Not, not very far at all. Yeah. Uh, the match kicks off in Gijon to... Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I never know how to pronounce that, honestly. But I'm pr- I think because like the G, 
yeah. can sometimes be an H2. Exactly. Yeah, you know, but I'm pretty... I, it's he not going to be sure. he, yeah. he Hon. That Maybe it is. Maybe it is he Maybe Hon. Maybe it is, but we don't know. <laughs> but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to a crowd, uh, there are 42,000 people there. So, I mean, it's... Quite a, quite a sizable crowd. It's a World Cup. Yeah. So, uh, pretty, it's pretty a World big. Cup. Yeah. The first half starts and doesn't have any goals. So um, we're just going to kind of fast forward. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's obviously like probably a more stalwart defensive presence than Germany was expecting. Well, yeah. I mean, there are chances at both ends. I, uh, Algeria had the technical ability to break down Germany or counter. So, I mean, Either way, um, they they created chances through that. But, but when but when you're getting to halftime scoreless, the uh, the eight goal prediction doesn't look it doesn't look nearly great. as good. And the Germans start feeling pressure. Oh no! And because it, what it, do we do? Yeah, yeah. So the score still tied at half. So the Germans to avoid embarrassment in their own eyes. Because of all the arrogance. That yes, they, because because they they should win. They should. They're supposed to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they push hard for a goal to oh, to, to start off. They're pushing really, really hard. Um, the advance play from the West Germans. Oh, yeah. came back to haunt them. The hubris. As Algeria got a fast break goal mm-hmm. in the fifty fourth minute. Uh huh. Through. Now stay with me. Okay. I'm gonna pronounce the name. We're gonna try. We're gonna give him Al- that shot. He's Algerian. Yes. So. I, uh-huh. Rabat, which is pretty easy. Okay. Major. Okay. So there we go. Rabat yeah. Major. Okay. So after that goal, uh, West Germany needs to. They're panicking. They're panicking. They're, they, need, they're, they need to push even harder. This is worst case scenario. Mode. Yeah, it really is. It's like when the Canada when Canada scored on the U.S. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so they they push hard for 13 minutes and. They found their equalizer, Karl Heinz Rummenigge. Yes, who he's is a, a chairman for yes. Bayern. Bayern, yeah. yeah. Um, found the back of the net, so he, he he's yeah. Yeah, he did that for the West Germans. Unfortunate, unfortunately, because we're cheering for Algeria. We are cheering for Algeria. I, I I like every time we do one of these stories, and it's kind of a a story that it's focuses on an actual game. I always find myself. When I'm the listener, cheering for one of the teams. Yes. <laughs> Retroactively. <laughs> I'm cheering for Algeria after, you know, 38 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, Algeria wasn't about to back down after that goal. No. Because their team no. was tougher no. than that. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> From the restart, the Desert Foxes, which is their team. It's their name. Yeah. It's their name. The Desert I have Foxes. A, I, had a, I had a friend. Um, he moved to New York, but... Um, I had a, a friend that I used to watch games with in Charlottesville. His name was Najib. And he was like a super, he was big on, uh, his dad is Algerian. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. he's like, yeah, I'm a big Desert Foxes Desert fan. Desert Foxes, baby. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Which you is are. such a cool, it's yeah. such a cool name mm-hmm. for, a, for a team. They had a breathtaking build-up passage of play. Nine total passes led to a wide open net for the 10th pass. To be for for the goal, uh-huh. so so they go up. Little tiki taka, little tiki taka from the kick up, from from the restart. Yeah, that's dope. It's like f you Germans. Yes, like, that's that's a big that's a big flying the bird <laughs> goal right there. Lock, uh, Lockdar Balumi, the goal scorer said, "It was a thing of beauty. That goal was a team effort. The ball was worked 
down the left by four or five players, and I always say that the whole team scored with me. Yes, which was yes, just so beautiful. Oh, we stand. And kind of goes back to the whole chemistry. Mm-hmm. Totally. Everybody's on the same page. Beautiful. Algeria would go on to win the game two one. Hell yeah. Yeah. And they even had a couple of chances to make it three or even four one. Suck so it. suck at West Germany. West Germany didn't really mm-hmm. uh, challenge them after they went up the second time. Yes. So super into that. The game's over, but the story is far from that. I you said that Austria was in the group. Austria is also in the group. I know where this is going. Well, I don't know if you do. We'll I see. Th- I think I know where this is going. <laughs> so Algeria, with this win, becomes the second ever African team to win a match in the World Cup. Oh wow! Just a match. A match. That's yeah, wild. Tunisia okay. was the first. Dang. Tunisia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Algeria actually faced Austria in their second match and lost 2-0. Yes. No uh, controversy there or mm-hmm. anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, their coach actually watched their tapes, which was noted. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the coach watched their tapes and was like, hey, uh, maybe we should prepare. Yeah. Maybe it, we should do the bare minimum. Well, actually, the, the Austrian coach, it, it is known that he was watching them during their AFCON run. Oh, yeah. Knowing that they were going to be in the same group. Yeah. Just doing, honestly, doing the bare minimum. Yeah, literally like, due diligence. He's like, doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> I should know about the teams that we are playing. <laughs> yeah. So in their third and final match, Algeria faces Chile, and they go up 3-0 at halftime, which Ooh, is great, yeah. but Chile comes back to make it 3-2. Oh, Algeria. Algeria. So Algeria still they wins. They still wins. They still wins. So they they got still to, wins. They still oh, wins. Oh, my gosh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Speak good. They still wins, and I got <laughs> English grace. <laughs> All right. Um, so they have six points. That's usually enough to advance to the next round in the right. World Cup. That's pretty. Two wins is good. Yeah, two wins getting is really six good. points is really good. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where the controversy kind of sinks in because uh-huh. Algeria and Chile had a game that was played the day before yep. West Germany mm-hmm. and Austria played each other. Yes, that is true. And so they have an entire day to mm-hmm. like kind of figure out, hey, if mm-hmm. us, being West Germany, win one or two to nothing, we advance, and also Austria, you advance too. So maybe, I don't know, let's do it. If if uh, if we get into those kind of hypotheticals. Drew, will you excuse me for a second? Are you? I'm excusing you. You are walking to the corner of the room. <laughs> and screaming at a pillow and you still top the charts of the mic. Being in the corner, but here we are. I'm better now. Yes, you are better now. Um... And I think you know where this is. I yeah, where I this know, is headed. I do know this and story. I'm sure, I know this portion of the oh, story. Oh, you know this portion yeah. of the story. Um, okay, cool, 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 cool. So since um since they knew how to both advance, the game starts and Germany scores a goal in the first ten minutes. Yep. And after that the match essentially is irrelevant because starting in the second half. There was three total shots, mm-hmm. not a single one on target Yeah, for, from either side. This is combined total shots for both teams. Only eight tackles were made by the West Germany side, and both teams had passed success rates above 90% for the game. Oh so gosh. nobody was really going after it after West Germany scored. It 
reeked of match fixing. Uh huh. Obviously, it's, it is it is match fixing. Yeah. Certainly. <laughs> so Algerian fans at the match, they're watching this. They were literally burning money, Spanish money, in protest, uh, seeing the corruption that's happening yeah. before uh-huh. their eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, even Spaniards that were at the game just there for a good old time. They started waving handkerchiefs in the second half as like a show of, hey, this is this is not good. This yeah. is messed up. Yeah, this is messed up. Like this is you're you're uh tarnishing the the integrity of yes. the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so the game ends one nil. Yeah. I as I I think I already stated that. But does, I just yes. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that I that I stated that. Uh, after the game, German newspapers and television stations tore apart their team Good. the following day because Good. they were disgusted by the actions that they saw. And they, everybody that was there saw what happened. And they're like, this isn't the German way. This isn't, what we, this isn't how we do things. Yeah, we annihilate German, opponents. The German way is losing to Algeria, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was actually an Austrian commentator during the match told viewers to just turn it off because it was a disgrace to the game it was he was right he and he was absolutely right right. the only people okay with the result the west germans and the austrian uh teams uh because they advanced and they're like whatever german fans gathered at the team hotel actually to protest the team rough the west german team responded by throwing water bombs out their window at the fans their own fans. All right, that's kind of wild. Yeah, I would. When I read it, I couldn't believe it. I honestly, believe, it was. I couldn't it was believe amazing. my eyes. Yeah. Um. So, Algeria had a response because they obviously saw that there was a lot of things that were going wrong. Right. <laughs> True. They filed a complaint to FIFA. Yes. To to look into an investigation, and FIFA met and. They didn't find any wrongdoing. <laughs> Surprise. Shocker. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. FIFA, <laughs> we've cured racism. <laughs> FIFA didn't see anything wrong with that game. Yeah. Well, it is strange, though, because this was the last year mm-hmm. that a final group stage, uh-huh. that final group stage matches were played at different times on different days in the World y- Cup. Yep. Yes, it was. And you knew that. I did know that. <laughs> I didn't realize that Algeria was in the group and that that was the team that was, was going to do that. Algeria, they were the ones that it was because. But of I knew that them. I knew about that game and I knew that it was because of that game. It was like, oh, nothing wrong happened, but also next World Cup, we're gonna change the rules so nothing like this can happen again. Exactly, it's not a bad, it's not a good look at all. So, I mean, I poured through a lot of headlines and <sighs> a lot of co- quotes, and it's just really sad and. Terrible for a really, really talented Algerian side. Yeah, that uh, the Germans uh, after the game, the the manager just described a team that was very pacey and just like a typical lazy analysis. Didn't no, no mention of the beautiful goal that they mm-hmm. scored mm-hmm. against them. That was team like goal. A, a team goal where the whole team scored the goal, um, and the entire world didn't know who they were and here they are and 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 still and we still don't know like literally if you hear about that world cup and you hear about the that game between germany and austria 
Like I've I've read that Germany and Austria story several times where it is not mentioned that Algeria was would have benefited. Like Algeria being there wasn't even isn't even mentioned. Yeah. And it was eight years later that Cameroon had their breakout World Cup and became like basically up to that point the most successful African team at a World Cup. Yeah. That could have been Algeria. Yeah. It really could have been. Because you don't know. Because they should they should have gone through. But they didn't, and it sucks. <sighs> but it's not surprising because we just live in a corrupt world. I mean, how how many how many stories <laughs> have we gone through? Uh, everything sucks. <laughs> how, how many stories have we gone through where corruption is like uh, the central several, figure? Several, in my it. friend. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it sucks, and we need to do better. And hopefully, we are doing better. We haven't. Well, it's FIFA, so it is FIFA. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh man! Out of all the quotes, my favorite came from star defender, star Alger- Algerian defender, Chaban Merzikane. That one was a tough one. Which is tough. I hope I was kind of close. Hope you hope you're close. I want to include names because I want. Yes, they these deserve players. It. Yeah, they, they deserve it. it. Even if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I think that you are giving a sincere effort. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what counts. He said, to see two big powers debasing themselves in order to eliminate us was a tribute to Algeria. They progressed with dishonor. We went home with our heads held high. Ooh. He hit him with that, we're not mad, we're just disappointed. Exactly. Disappointed dad energy for sure. Yeah, 100%. And it's just like, man, the Algerian squad, they're just so much, they're above everybody else in in that scenario where you could be so mad and and have uh, such a negative reaction and it be completely validated like completely understandable yeah absolutely uh, because they just got robbed uh but to to say that it's a compliment essentially that these teams conspired against them to advance um that's pretty it's a pretty dope like subtle burn yeah exactly it's like subtle heat that's very much it's not it's uh in the the jay-z nos beef it was nos releasing ether was was that that kind of that kind of uh, that kind of insult. Yeah. So, anyways, this whole scandal is known as the disgrace of Gijon or Gijon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that is that's the story. That's, ugh. Ugh. I feel gross. Yeah, I know. It just makes you feel dirty. I need to shower. I actually need to shower. You do need to shower. You haven't done that today. I haven't done it today. But I also want to shower the <laughs> the filth from this story that off I feel of me running yeah. from my mind down the rest of me yes uh it's terrible it is terrible it was heartbreaking to read honestly drew you gave me the juice and it was bitter it was bitter bitter juice well hopefully everybody can listen to this and out of the bitter juice comes a I don't even know where I'm going. No, this. I don't know. I was, trying, I was, trying, to going, do, I was trying to do something cool. You were but trying, uh, and I appreciate the effort, but it was not happening ever. <laughs> I'm glad I stopped when I did, honestly. <laughs> oh, man. It was good effort. Good yeah, try. Good try. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, I just... That sucks. But it is awesome to um, to see Algeria doing so well now. Yeah, it's Like true. these days. They are the current... Uh, Afcon, they are. They won the champions. The last couple of nations. Uh, Riyad Mahrez was actually this flame in poli- French racist French politician. Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah, he was. Uh, that was awesome. That yeah. was such a good clapback. Yeah, 
And they've qualified for several of the last World Cups consecutively, I believe. I don't think that they qualified for the last World oh, Cup. Oh, they weren't in 2018? They weren't in 2018. They, but were, they in were in 2010, definitely. They were in 10 and 14. Because Landon Donovan scored against them. Yes. And they were in 14 They were in well. 14, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a really good young program. I yeah. mean, because they were literally established in... As soon as they got their independence from France, they established their soccer program and... Soon after that, became recognized by FIFA. Yeah. Um, so around 1962, 63. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I mean the story for for the French national program has always included people of Algerian descent. Yeah. Because there was a giant push. We talked about this when we talked about way back when when Riyad Mahrez was was clapping back during the Cup of Nations. There was a a big French push in like the 60s. Or in the fifties or something like that, while France was still, while Algeria was still like a French colony, yeah, there was a big French push to get Algerians to come to France to work in factories and stuff like that, and skilled workers to come to France, and so that's the reason there was a massive Algerian migration to France, and then translating to now, how many of the French teams are immigrants from Algeria and countries like Algeria that were colonized by France. Well, it's actually really cool because uh, one of the things that I was reading about this Algerian team is that um, when they declared that they wanted to be independent of France and they kind of started their own revolutionary war, mm-hmm. a lot of Algerian soccer players that were playing professionally in France moved back to Algeria to uh, help the war effort and um, they would travel around the the world uh, sh- showcasing Algerian talent and yeah. it was like kind of used as a propaganda thing in the war effort against huh. the French in their in their war for freedom um and a lot of those players that left France became the core of the the Algerian the first Alger- Algerian national team which is i i thought that so, was pretty cool i think i think ultimately you can say that Algeria overcomes yeah yeah, I think that's I think that's fair to say. Yeah, and, and that's really cool. cool. It is ultimately kind of an uplifting story. Yeah, there we go. We got we got some sweetness in that bitter juice. We got there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I, a sweet aftertaste. Yeah, <laughs> just a hint. Yeah, just, just a little <laughs> hint. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you so much, and we're sorry for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. As always, yes. uh, we we love you guys, and can't believe we're I mean we're absolutely blown away by the support that we have gotten for this podcast. Absolutely. And you guys just continue to support us no matter how stupid our stories are, how stupid we are, or how ignorant we are. We're kind of learning through this process with you guys, <laughs> and we're just having fun with it. And yeah. you guys listening to us means so much. And as always, if you have a question or anything, just hit us up in our email. Again, it's deadballpod at gmail.com on one of our socials. Um, ask us questions. Throw us suggestions. We love it. Um, that uh, Burgermeister who gave us a rating and review that we read earlier, uh, he also has been throwing me some suggestions here and there, which have been fun. Um, so, yeah, we love to hear from you guys. We want to try to incorporate you, the listeners, as much as we can. Um, and, uh, yeah, make you feel like you have a stake in this as well as us. Yeah, yeah, totally. As always, you can follow us at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Everywhere. 
Deadball Pod on Facebook as well. Yep, we're Deadball Brothers on Facebook, uh, deadballpod at gmail.com. Leave us a rating, a review, do whatever you want, and we hope that you have a very happy holiday, whatever holiday you happen to be celebrating. And if you're not celebrating any holidays, we hope that you have a, a good week, a great couple days, um, and that this podcast can bring you uh, some form of joy, if it can. And hopefully you watch a lot of soccer the next few days. Yeah, watch much soccer. There will be a lot of soccer the next few days. Many blessings and much soccer be in your future. <laughs> and with that, we will leave you. Signing off, my name is Adam Whitaker-Snavely. And I'm Drew. And we will see you in a week. Bye now. Bye.